Today's readings come from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 6, and 1 John 1, verses 5 to 10. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And now from John. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. This is the word of the Lord. For our text today, we return again to 1 Corinthians 13, this beautiful ode to Christian love. And uh, we're specifically looking at these particular words. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And there are two very particular word choices here that I find fascinating, that this very dense text full of meaning has uh, for us today. The first is the word pair. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. So we have wrongdoing, unrighteousness, Greek adikia, and we have truth. That's not a natural word pair. There's a natural antonym, good and evil, up and down, unrighteousness and righteousness. But Paul does not use the word righteousness. And truth and falsehood, Paul does not use the word falsehood. So why pair these particular two words up? Unrighteousness and truth. Wrongdoing and truth. Well, that's why I brought in the secondary text. Because here in 1 John chapter 1, the same two words are paired up again. It says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all wrongdoing. So what's John talking about here with these two words? Well, John is approaching uh, the question this way. There are two different ways that you can see yourself, in the light and in the darkness. Now, at first glance, you might think, in the light and the darkness, that means doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing. That's not what Paul's saying, and not what John's saying here, because John later says that both of these are sinners. The person in the light is a sinner, just as much as the person in the darkness is a sinner. The difference is the person in the darkness says they have no sin. The person in the light confesses their sin. They're both sinners, but they approach their sin in a different way. And so to explain this, I like to use a little analogy. Sin is like cockroaches. Has anyone here had first-hand experience with cockroaches before? Yeah, I've lived in a few really cruddy apartments. I know cockroaches. And cockroaches are a lot like sin. Let's think about this. They're noxious and vile. They spread everywhere. They can bring disease and death. And you just can't get rid of the little buggers. 
But there's another way that cockroaches are like sin. That's how cockroaches react to the light. In the darkness, you can't see the cockroaches. But they're there. How do you know they're there? If you flip on the lights, they all run for cover. These are the two ways that you can approach your sin. You can be like the person who has a house full of cockroaches and ignores it. They leave the lights off, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not going to acknowledge the cockroaches are there. I'm going to ignore them. This is the person who walks in darkness. The person who, even though their life is full of sin, they deny that it's there. They say, well, I'm not that bad of a person. Or, it's a victimless crime. Who did I really hurt? Or, you know what? I'm kind of proud that you know, I go against the grain and I'm different than everyone else. But all these kinds of ways to justify and excuse our sins. That's just ignoring the cockroaches and parting with the lights off. Or you can flip the lights on, say, whoa, this place is infested, and I am not going to get rid of all these things by myself. It's time to call the exterminator. And that is the person who walks in light. They have no fewer cockroaches than the person who walks in darkness. But they acknowledge that they're there, and they acknowledge their inability to deal with them. And so here John says that the person who acknowledges their sin is cleansed of their sin. The person who doesn't acknowledge their sin is a liar. So let's apply this back to 1 Corinthians 13. That love does not rejoice in unrighteousness or wrongdoing, but love rejoices in the truth. You see, the answer to getting rid of wrongdoing is not rightdoing. The answer to unrighteousness is not our righteousness. It's not, well... I see you have lots of sin there. Why don't you do something about that? Why don't you get rid of all that sin? Because that's like getting rid of cockroaches. I mean, that's not an easy task. Instead, the answer is truth. The answer is truth. First of all, the truth that we are poor, broken, infested sinners. The truth does not stop there. Because the truth in the Bible is more than just an abstract concept. The truth is a man. As we're told that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Son of God, full of grace and truth. That he is God's word, and God's word is truth. We're also told that the truth will set you free. Because this is the essential truth. The essential truth is that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. He came to exterminate infested houses, not ones that are clean. And so we can rejoice that we are infested people. Not that the infestation itself is good, but rejoice that we are the ones for whom Christ came to die and rise again. We are the ones that he has come to wipe clean of all of our wrongdoing and unrighteousness. The answer is truth. The answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Paul doesn't say, you know, the opposite of Christian love is unrighteousness, but the Christian love is all about being righteous. No, Christian love is all about rejoicing in the truth. Because we have been saved, we who were so poor and miserable and infested. And because we have been saved, we are joyful. And because we are joyful, we love. We love because he first loved us. So that's the first interesting word choice. The second one is that word rejoice. Because actually it's a different word in the two halves of the sentence. 
Because the second time the word rejoice comes up, it gets a prefix attached to it. A prefix that means with or together. So let me render it a little bit more literally. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but love rejoices together with others at the truth. If you think about it, unrighteousness is a solitary activity. Even when you do wrong with others, it's solitary because it's always looking out for itself. It's always considering only itself. It's always breaking community. And this is the problem in Corinth. Remember, as uh, we learned on Monday, Corinth was a highly divided congregation. Corinth was a congregation in which the people were not loving each other because they were not unified. And so unrighteousness is divisive. But truth, truth unifies. The truth of Jesus Christ, that we are all equally sinners under the law, and that Christ Jesus came to die for sinners, and so we are all equally forgiven sinners. That is the truth. And that truth is what makes love possible. That truth is what makes unity possible, because we are all broken. But Christ Jesus has come for us. We are all broken but we are all saved together, and so we all rejoice together. That's why Paul can say that in the body of Christ, when one part of the body is honored, all of the party, parts of the body rejoice together. Same word. The entire body rejoices together. Truth makes us one. Half-truths do not do this. Half-truths divide. Uh, false doctrine divides. But when we are all united together, in the truth of Jesus Christ, that we have all been saved by him. We are joyful people together in community. And as joyful people together in community, we love one another. And that is the answer. And so love does not rejoice at unrighteousness and wrongdoing. But love rejoices together in community at the truth of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Amen.